The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. You can listen anywhere in the world on the iHeart app. Just search The Huge Show. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, Detroit Lions podcast. You can listen to and watch on YouTube. He'll join us. Uh, Coming up in just a few moments. But I did post a tease earlier today at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, that the Michigan Sports Network, Marty Boer, has secured two tickets to the Lions and Tampa Bay Sunday at 3 at Ford Field. And if you're 18 and up and you want to enter to win, text Playoff or playoffs. He secured both words in case people leave it out. Text playoff to 21000 and you'll be in the drawing Friday at 5.50 p.m. on the Huge Show for two tickets to the game. You'll get emailed your tickets. Don't worry. Two tickets to see Tampa Bay and the Lions and the winner advancing to the NFC Championship game and by kickoff. On Sunday, if the Packers beat the Niners Saturday night near the Bay on the West Coast, the Lions with a victory would host the NFC Championship game. So if you're 18 and up and you want a shot at winning these tickets, one entry per person, make sure you spread the word. Tell your family, friends, co-workers, text PLAYOFF to 21000. Text PLAYOFF to 21000, and you'll be in that drawing Friday at 5.50 p.m. Short turnaround. Spread the word. You could be there because the tickets, and I was looking at them this morning, the highest price ticket, Rizzy, anywhere with the remaining, what, eight teams in the NFL playoffs by far. The demand is incredible. Can't imagine if they get that NFC Championship game at home. And God forbid, Rizzy, (laughs) could you think what Vegas will be like 
if the Lions are in the Super Bowl, not just Lions fans that will pay, you know, half the value of their home for a ticket, but who will go out to Vegas and, and the Detroit state of Michigan takeover will be something that the NFL has never seen if the Lions get to the Super Bowl. Man, I hope we get to experience that. That that one of the, So one of the things that we get, with, and speaking of the, the ticket sales, we get stuff from promotional things all the time from gambling companies and where, secondhand. The secondary market for the Lions tickets this weekend is more than double the price of any other that's going on right that, now. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, by like, far. Yeah. Balt- I mean, Baltimore, they're used to it. San Francisco, they're kind of used to it. It's uh, it's a little crazy that uh, it's it's that you know extreme, but you know, it, you, we have a chance to watch the Lions win the second playoff game in a season for the first time in the Super Bowl era. That's that's kind of special. Yeah, last time the Lions won a playoff game, they went to play the Redskins in Washington, now known as the Commanders, and I they were favored. I uh, you thought they were going to win that game and get to the Super Bowl, which I think would have been in Minneapolis, correct? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. and they would have played yeah. the Bills. That's right. Uh, on turf and it was a dome and everybody was excited that if the Lions oh, would yeah. win in Washington, they would get to a dome, the Metrodome, the old Metrodome in Minneapolis. Instead, they just laid an egg. And this team is different, Rizzy. We talked yesterday. 100%. That there is not, outside of maybe a shutdown corner and an edge rusher with speed opposite Hutch, that if you compare them to the best teams we've seen in the modern Super Bowl era, right? And you look at Barry and Herman and Perryman and Lomas and Glover and all the great players they had, but there was questions about Fonts as a head coach. There was questions about uh, ownership and the involvement. Okay, so you had a quarterback. They, they were going to – there was a – if you think in the Barry era, how many different quarterbacks? You know, I can go Mitchell, I can go Kramer, I can go Rodney Pete, right? Am I, am I on Hipple there? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm Charlie try- Bass fit in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm trying to remember this cycle. This is where the 2023, now 2024 Lions are different. Sheila Hamp is a different Ford owner. You have Brad Holmes, by far the best GM the Lions have ever had. Dan Campbell, and someone brought this up yesterday. Maybe it was one of the talking head shows on TV. Is Dan Campbell the greatest Lions coach ever? I think if it, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember the 1950s. My, my dad was a kid then, so I don't really know that. Like, I don't remember the coach. Was that, was that, that Tommy Hudspeth? Or who I, I don't even I know. I didn't know who am I even thinking back then. I should probably know that off the top of my head, but I don't. I'd have Bobby to Lane the coach? Is that why there's a curse of Bobby Lane? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, and no one knows that history. I don't know. That, that era doesn't even get into a conversation with any Lions fan I know. No. It, it, Outside of the curse of Bobby Lane, which was broken right. by Daniels and Peyton Manning on the Manning cast, which is totally bottomed out <laughs> yes yes i can't I watch that i agree with that put peyton manning on monday night football that would be nice put peyton manning with with aikman and joe buck yeah because joe buck i i heard him last night when he talks it's he's a baseball announcer he is not a yes, football announcer and and i am normally not a troy aikman fan i thought he did a good job on the lions game i really do um i'll give well, him troy aikman is troy aikman solid but i think aikman manning and buck there you go. Have that third wheel in there. That would be nice. Yeah, the Manning cast, I think it's run its course. But, again, Daniels and him did a little bit, and they broke the curse. It was, but, it was, it was fun when it lasted. But in the modern era right now, because if we had to have an argument over greatest Lions coaches – 
in the Super Bowl era. That sure as heck ain't Patricia. <laughs> How bad was he as defensive coordinator? You know, there, there's a very real thought that, that Nick Sirianni is going to get fired in Philadelphia today. Um, and some of the reason is the same reason why Jim Caldwell ultimately got fired in Detroit. He hired really bad coordinators and stood up for them. That, that's, that's the number one reason why Jim Caldwell got canned. And Nick Sirianni, he might experience the same thing. How you, how you do what you do, what he did to that defense. I, how, how do you look at Patricia where Belichick gave up on him as offensive coordinator? Okay. Quickly. Quickly. Where you've been a head coach and failed in Detroit. Quickly gave up on him. Yeah. That Belichick, his friend, who gave him his break, gave up on him, and he was doing offense, and now he's your defensive coordinator in Philly, and you're Sirianni, thinking you're bulletproof. You're 10-1. and one. Yeah, you, you hit a few bumps in the road at the time. I think the chains, they were, what, 10-3? and three. Yeah. And you're going to stand up for Patricia? Doesn't make sense, does it? Quinn stood up for Patricia. How'd that work out? <laughs> yeah, he's he's on the back burner in Cleveland now. Yeah, but like, I, what is Matt, Matt Patricia? I don't, know, I don't know what it is about him that makes people... He must be really good in an interview. So I will say this. I have, I have encountered Matt Patricia outside of football, outside of the, when he's not Coach Patricia, when he's Matt Patricia, and I liked him. I enjoyed my time with him. And that has to be his ticket in. Yeah, but people. but when, when he puts on that authority uh, that authority hat, it, he he's a nightmare to it's deal with. It's a clown with. show. Everybody, everybody in that organization was How about thrilled Slade when he was after gone. the way he called him out? And you don't think Slade didn't lead that maybe with the team? That they didn't respect him? Yeah, that D-line for Philly could get after. But when you look at the athletes they had on that defense... And then Hurts and the open arguments that have been there with Goddard and A.J. Brown. There's Because uh, you know why? You get this when you get splinters. When the Eagles were 10-1 and one and you collapse like they did, there's a lot of finger pointing. Absolutely. 100%. And you saw it, you saw it with the 2020 Steelers. Um, and that, that seems relevant because Baker Mayfield wound up getting a playoff win over them. And that's one of the reasons why we got to be worried about Baker Mayfield this weekend. But when you peak early... Everybody points for, like, Mike Tomlin had enough credit in the bank to survive that, but he did have to make some changes. And I, I wonder what's going to go on with Philly today. Um, I, I haven't been, you know, all that on top of the Internet, so I, they, they might have actually done move already, and we don't even know it. But uh, I can't fathom that team staying intact the way they are. And it's sad because, you know, back in October, September, they were the best team in the league by far, and it just went south. And they, Some of that's... The inability to make coaching adjustments on the fly. I'll say this. One of the reasons why I would say that, yes, Dan Campbell is the best coach in the Lions Super Bowl era is because he can recognize when he's got to make a change. He's got, he understands this isn't working today. Aaron Glenn, we got to change this. Ben Johnson, stop running wide on second and, and 10 from the shotgun, please. And you know what? They, they kind of do that. Johnson keeps going back to that, and it annoyed, we talked before we went on the air about how annoying some of the things that Ben Johnson gets hung up on is, but there's also times where he's brilliant. And I think that Dan Campbell does a good job of letting his coordinators do their thing, um, and when they need the pressure on them, I think he does a good job of putting that pressure on them. He's, he's a fantastic head coach, administrator of the team. I, I think, uh, and I'm going to be honest here, there's four categories where the current Lions have the best ever at that position in Detroit. 
Ownership, Sheila Hemp. 100%. Brad Holmes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll even I'll even bump this down to two other positions, but we'll go with Hamp, Brad Holmes, Campbell, and I believe Jared Goff is the best QB the Lions have ever had in Detroit. And I'll go with Glenn and Johnson as the best defensive coordinator and offensive coordinators they've had in Detroit. And that's why you're looking at a team right now that is the second favorite to win the NFC. They are the favorite on Sunday against Tampa. And they will go to San Francisco with a win. They'll stay at home if the Packers can beat the Niners. And could you imagine the Packers and the Lions for the NFC Championship at Ford Field? In Ford Field, my God. A week God. from Sunday? My God. And that, that's a very realistic possibility, by the way. Mm. Green Bay is playing some really good football right Dallas now. Dallas has the playoffs in their head. I agree with that. There is something mental, uh, and we can do this all day. <laughs> there, there is something mental. Uh, Rizzy, come playoff time where Dallas is a different team. Well, what what is McCarthy one and three now in the playoffs? I think uh, he's not good one, with That's the Cowboys. Sure. Yeah. With the Cowboys, yeah, yeah. And Dak Prescott just wasn't. I wonder right. if they're going to move on him. But here's why I think Jerry Jones won't move. And there's been talk. Well, hey, Belichick and culture and all this. I cannot fathom. Bill Jerry is still Jerry involved, Jones. and so Stephen uh, Jones, the son. Yeah, Belichick's not going to let you be involved as nope. the owner. He won't go to that. A Harbaugh won't let the owner be involved. No. Which, by the way, Harbaugh did interview. I don't know why the Chargers all of a sudden, maybe it's just the Rooney rule, but they they sent out a tweet like with a picture of Harbaugh. Harbaugh interview complete. Is that weird? Most teams are doing that now. Now? Just like, like Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta did that with Bill Belichick. They said, we have conducted our interview with Bill Belichick. I would like to think that Bill Belichick walked in there and said, 28-3, out. Walked out the door. Dropped a mic. Uh, in the do. lobby. What about Harbaugh? You think, is he the right fit for the Chargers? I think it's Chargers or Raiders. I, I believe he's gone. But, the, you know, the money that Michigan reportedly has on the table, somewhere between 10, 12 million, he tells an NFL team, hey, Michigan's good, or his agent, uh, Michigan's going to pay him 10 to 12 million. Can you give him 10? Who, who's the highest paid coach right now in the NFL? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I, Andy, Andy Reid, I think, makes 11 and a half. Right, so I was going to say somewhere yeah. 10 or 11 would put you amongst the highest paid in the NFL. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Belichick was making, I think, 12, but he's not employed. Pete Carroll's not employed anymore. It's it's a weird time for the They're coaching They're saying cycle. he could be in play for the Chargers because he's an L.A. guy, has a has a rep there with USC, right? He does, and he... And he he very quickly made it known that he and Seattle did not necessarily part amicably like the Seahawks wanted it to be. No, yeah, well, he's going to stay in the front office, and we're doing this the nice way. Yeah, maybe not. Well, well they s- underachieved. They gave a lot of money to Geno, and they, they, they never should have done that. They did. They they are another team that was better early than late, and that's, that's not the way to be. You want to be better in, in winter than in fall. You know, Saban's lurking out there. He's retired from college football. I don't think he wants anything to do with NIL or the transfer portal. And now, for 30 days because of a coaching change, that Alabama roster is completely open for free agency. I mean, you saw Jalen Milrow leave. Uh, a lot of their players are are looking. That's you know, I I love the fact that you're not trapped at a school like like when when Nick Saban was at Michigan State. All those kids that he recruited there. They couldn't leave. They couldn't. Same with LSU when he was there. When he left, they were stuck. 
Like they weren't allowed to go on somewhere else, even though every reason that they went to that school was gone. I love the fact that it's open now, and then like like Kalen DeBoer at Washington going to Alabama. He's a sitting duck. All there. those all those kids at Washington are With free the, to go. Yeah, but w- when it's emptying out at Alabama, and I don't care about the tradition of what they did when they're the basically NFL team of the state of Alabama, and you're getting an exodus, and you're a new coach. Yeah, unless you come out of the box winning. It's going to be tough. You're going to be almost like Gus Melzahn, no matter what you did. That yeah, was never good Chizik, enough at Auburn. Chizik did it. They both won national championships, I think. Gene just Chizik. W- just wasn't good enough at no, Auburn. No, because you <laughs> because the, the how tough the SEC is, and they're adding Oklahoma and Texas. So I Whew, yeah. I don't know. You know, Saban to me, though, and John Beeline did it early, and he'll join us later on the show today. He did it early that – he got out and he could see the writing on the wall on NIL transfer portal. He didn't want anything to do with it. I can see Izzo getting frustrated right now about it at the hoops level at Michigan State. And you look at Saban running hardball, not running, just saying I've had enough. Uh, you know, but I don't know if there's the right Saban to Atlanta if he wanted to coach again would be I, the right spot. I don't think Saban wants the NFL. Um, I, I saw he wasn't going on top as a king, right? Yeah, and the NFL just wasn't right for him because he couldn't. One of the reasons why I think he doesn't like the NIL and the transfer portal is because he can't hold their scholarships over him. He's like, you got to play for me or else. You can't do that in the NFL. It does not work. And I think Harbaugh will learn that somewhat the hard way. Uh, I. I, I think Jim Harbaugh is a very good coach. I'm not sure that the NFL is the best move for him. Now, now that that's not anything to do with Michigan. I just don't know when you when you he's better with handling the younger guys. And I think one of the things that you see at Michigan is that the players that are there over the course of their time come to appreciate him, but then they're also ready to leave. Like. Enough, old man. You know, and a lot of Niners talked about that after the fact. They did De- dealing with him. Yes, they did he in was- San Francisco. That there's a there's a period where you can handle Harbaugh, and then enough is enough. He's one of those guys that's never off. He doesn't have an off switch, and that 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 gets hard on people. Yeah, man. I don't like people like that that never have an off switch. Superfly, do I have an off switch? <laughs> oh, he goes, yeah, I got an off switch for you, but we'll play the letter game. Guess which one goes in front of off. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Uh, Jeff Risden, by the way, the other voice you're hearing, one of our Lions NFL insiders, Lions Wire, Draft Wire uh, on Facebook, Twitter, online. We'll talk about the draft later. Uh, we'll get to the Lions in Tampa. Uh, Cleveland fans, yeah, they wanted Baker gone. He was the reason. Uh, they sold their soul to Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Without a massage, and <laughs> I'm very happy and, for Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield has weapons. I don't think Tampa is the same team we watched when the Lions beat them earlier this year. I want to talk about that, Risden. Yeah, because they've they've decided to throw the ball and put pass first instead of trying to pound uh, the rock. Tampa, Detroit, Sunday at three. Uh, in the Motor City. Now, we just made the announcement. If you want to get in on trying to win a pair of tickets to the game, courtesy of Marty Boer and the Michigan Sports Network, text PLAYOFF to 21000. Text PLAYOFF to 21000. 
and you'll be in the drawing. Coming up Friday at 5.50 p.m. for a pair of tickets, you'll be inside Ford Field on Sunday. Lions, Mayfield, the Bucks. There's no great storyline here, outside the fact that my good friend, Brad Berlin, he's been the equipment manager for Michigan, uh, became a fan of the show, and the last, I think, what, seven years, he's been the equipment director for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he just fought through cancer, a two-and-a-half-year battle. That's awesome. And rang the bell. That's awesome. Yeah. you know, And, uh, and now he's coming back uh, to Michigan. Uh, I asked him, anybody asking you for tickets? He said, <laughs> no, just 1,080 people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, He's a good dude. I met him when he listened to the show as the University of Michigan equipment director. He did make a mistake when they were switching over from Adidas to I think just before he left to the Jumpman, yeah. it was Nike, then it was Jumpman, right? Yeah. So he goes, hey, man, we got all this Adidas stuff we got to get rid of. He opens up their University of Michigan uh, equipment room, Beckler Hall. He goes, grab what you want to. I look like a looter. Ooh. I look like a looter. I look like man. I can I do some like, damage on. I that. look like I smashed the window at the front door of Shed Beckler Hall late at night. I'm carrying stuff, and the the lady, the receptionist, goes, "You need a hand?" I go, "I'm good." I'm like running out the door. There's a couple players coming up, maybe you know, from study hall. I'm like, they're looking. I go, "I'm good." I'm running out to my car. I'm dropping like, oh, there goes the Adidas uh, t-shirt. Uh, there's this. I'm running. I'm throwing it in my trunk, and then I said. Do I go back for more? Because uh, Brad said he had to go to a meeting. I go, I'm going back for another run. So I got to kick open another window. Here comes the looter. <laughs> and I kept, I'm driving. I'm not lying. I leave and then I pull right out. So I look like I'm ripping off, ripping off the equipment room. It was like a bad version of Ocean's 13, Schimbeckler Hall. <laughs> and. All I did the two and a half hours home was waiting for the call that would pop up and say, Brad B, on my phone going, hey, hey Bill, uh, the, the, did you take 27 hoodies? <laughs> you got a uh, lot of friends. Hold on, do, do you, <laughs> did you take 43 T-shirts? Uh, did, there's there's 12, 12 sweatsuits missing. <laughs> I'm not lying. You cannot, you cannot open up something and tell me, take what you want. You just can't do that. Now, I will say, because he had his cancer, he was going to get my son Ace a couple years ago. Wanted He's been a Brady fan. You know, he's a Michigan fan. Ace was growing up, and then he became a Patriots fan as a kid when Brady was winning, and kids like winners, and yeah, you know, follow Brady. And uh, so I'm waiting on that jersey, but I'm not going to ask him. And then everyone's asking me to ask him for tickets. And I'm like, I'm not asking the guy. You know, what do I do? Like, uh, hey. Uh, he goes, hey, Bill, I still think we're good from the Adidas clearance. <laughs> I think I, I think I have you. I, I started doing the math when I got home. Like the back of my SUV, it looked like I, I clean, literally cleaned out the Michigan locker room. And I was doing the math, like, okay, if these are 60 bucks each, I just looted Schembechler Hall Michigan football equipment room for a good five grand of merchandise, if not more.
open up your own under the table black market I didn't I I couldn't talk to him for like a year and a half cuz I had guilt <laughs> cuz I didn't want him to say and then when he when he got the job in Tampa I'm like oh man congrats man good job congrats hey man you know stay in touch and then you know he he did tell me that he still listens on the iHeart app down in Tampa every day when he's in the equipment room or driving. And Good for him because their sports radio down there is a disaster. Oh, yeah, Tampa's horrible. Oh, it's rough, rough market. Yeah, just horrible. I don't know if there's – well, there is one Good Morning show, the Florida Sports Network. Marty Boer also owns that. What, what's their show? I, I don't uh, know that one. What, what's it called? Miller and Moulton. Moulton is like the stats guy for Troy Aikman on oh, Monday yeah, Night Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been there? I'm surprised they might ask you to be on I, this I, week. I haven't been on there. I've been on. They're, yeah. they're, they're friendly guys. They're 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 funny. They're friendly. And I think I'm supposed to be on this week. Marty Boer decided at 1245 a.m. to send out a mass text saying, hey, you guys should connect and cross-pollinate this week. I'm like... Why, why don't you wait till 4.45 a.m. Yeah, and just send out the text? Is, this is one of those weeks where I have to say no a lot. Otherwise, I'm going to not have a voice by the time they, I get to scream for the game. There is a side of me that understands the significance of what we, you and I, throw in Michigan football, what the last calendar year and three months has been like. And it's been nonstop Michigan Lions everywhere I go. And now the Lions have crossed that bridge into the casual fan is talking about the Lions. 100%. Like I'm, I'm Mack, seeing that a lot. Allie Mack from B93, great morning talent on radio. Uh, B93, one of the great country stations in America. She's talking about it on her Facebook page, talking, uh, hey, let's hope they get two wins in a row. They got kids wearing the gear. Kids wearing the gear. How many of us as grown adults, how old are you now? I'm 62. What I'm are you? 51. So, and you grew up in Ohio, though. So they, they used to punish you by having you wear Browns jerseys. That's, that's 100% true. And, and Superfly, <laughs> Superfly in seventh grade, uh, his mom said if he didn't help clean out the barn, he would have to wear a Joey Harrington jersey to school. And he cleaned that's, that barn. That's punishment, he man. He did. He did. He said he never enjoyed shoveling manure more. And I said, yeah, because I watched Joey Harrington shovel manure for years in Detroit. Joey Joey sent out a, a, a bandwagon. Did you see that tweet? I did. His feet kicked back. He's holding his little drink. He goes, cheers. And I'm thinking, you are part of the problem. I don't need, you know, Eric Kramer Man. wants to do it. He sucked it up. He played hurt. I'm cool with him. Eminem, I'm surprised he hasn't done a rap song on the Lions yet. I really am. It's got to be coming after what what we saw right on now, Sunday. Like release yeah. it right now. He'd sell a uh, he could do it for a charity in Detroit. He'd sell a gazillion on like Apple, you know, podcast, whatever, Spotify. Uh, well, you got what are the other music platforms? What am I? There's title. There's yeah. Uh, I don't even know. Them, them. They all, yeah, I'm a Spotify guy myself. Yeah, I like I like Apple Music. I do. I got the bundle. I got Apple TV. I got the music. I got the whatever else comes with it. I don't know what I'm paying for. All I see these things pop up every month. I'm like, yeah, I cut the cord on cable, but I got 15 subscriptions at $14.99 a month. So yeah, I'm paying $4.50 for my subscriptions, but I saved the $89.99 for level three of Uverse. 
That is a thousand percent accurate. Is that right? And, and I've seen the ad for the app that says, keep track of all your subscriptions. And I'm like, I don't got time to type in all my subscriptions on that app. Where you got to list them all. I don't got time. And there, there'll be apps like, I, I got that? I didn't know I got that. When did I, when did I, I, I will tell you. Freaking kids, man. Yeah, because of kids now being older, Disney Plus, ESPN, the uh, Hulu, I have no interest in that. Yeah. I don't. I, I dump I don't that. I dump that. Is that my go-to apps are Netflix, Paramount, Peacock, and Apple, right? I think. Those are my four. Those are my go-to apps. As Netflix is losing me. I went to look for a movie the other night on Netflix. I'm like, none of these movies I want to. No. How come I don't want to see any of these I know movies? the writer's strike kind of created a gap here. Yeah. 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 I don't need to see Love is Blind Sweden when they're talking in Sweden. Yeah. I'm not, I'm some, not someone some who guy, gets into Some those. guy missing four teeth is going to end up, it looks like, with Miss Sweden. Are you kidding me? Wait till they open the door and she sees, you know, Mr. Ed. She's done. How do you say I'm out of here in Sweden? Vitorati what do you do? Mr. Ed, you're skewing old today. Oh, my though. God. Sweden. I'm, I'm thinking, like, love is blind Sweden. You're going to have, like, models. The dudes are like, I'm telling you, there's there's not a dentist anywhere probably north of uh, Denmark. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Sweden. Sweden. There's they all, They're all hockey players. Every guy's lost his teeth and they grew back crooked. What's <laughs> And the women. Oh, my God. These women. I mean, I, I've seen better dog sled teams. Ooh. But it was just like, it was love is blind Sweden. It's horrible. I, I was, you know, it gives you the preview while you're looking for something. I right? was having no interest whatsoever in watching that. Now I kind of want to see. It's just, like more well, of a curiosity. I, I think it's like, because Sweden has all the beautiful people. They do. They decided we're going to put the ugliest people in Sweden on this show. Okay? Hey. Nothing against anybody. I'm not going to stereotype. But when one of the women is on her fourth piece of chocolate cake before she's going to talk to the future husband of her dreams, I'm out. I'm not. They're just like, have you seen that married where you don't see anybody and then you marry him blind? I I don't really watch TV, so I'm out on that. Again, I see the highlights, (laughs) and I'll try and watch it. and, And I'm a minute in going, dude, get out. You can't meet somebody? Get Tinder. Get a, get a Facebook love, whatever it's called. My God. Uh, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, joining us uh, in studio. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Lions and Tampa uh, coming up. I want to break down that game. This isn't a pushover game. No, it's not. No. Uh, I think Tampa's defense is tough. I do. They're good where the Lions and it's need different, them not to be It's different from the game earlier this year. Absolutely it is. I, I really do. It's different uh, than the game earlier this year. We'll talk about it in our next segment. You have a Lions question. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook, also opt in on that Huge text chain. Text the word Huge to 21,000. Speaking of texting, how would you like to get into the drawing to win a pair of tickets to see the Lions and Tampa on Sunday Inside Ford Field, courtesy of Marty Boer and the Michigan Sports Network. Just text PLAYOFF to 21000. PLAYOFF to 21000. You have to be 18 and up to enter. We'll announce the winner Friday at 5.50 p.m. on the HUGE show, and you'll have the tickets emailed to you.
So there'll be the e-tickets easy to get in. If you want to get in on the drawing and you're 18 and up, spread the word, family, friends, coworkers. Text PLAYOFF to 21000. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spa. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and Skin Vive for skin health. Now, these services are done in multiple sessions, and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break, vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. That is theurbanu.com. The prepping season is underway, and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip, that spring break, or the summer. Find out more at theurbanu.com. Save big on fuel with m Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your m fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes. Is our executive producer in studio, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find on YouTube. We're talking Lions playoffs. Went over the Rams. We got Tampa on Sunday. As we said, then last segment, Jeff, this isn't the same Tampa team the Lions beat in South Florida earlier in the season. Uh, you watched what uh, Mayfield has done when they open it up. They got weapons. Uh, the Lions will have the home field advantage. Uh, when that game ended on Monday night, what were your first thoughts about the Lions and the Bucks? 
I'm I'm a little worried that their offensive line has gotten better since the last time we saw them. And Baker was sharp. If you read the stat line, I think it was 23 for 37. Tampa Bay had seven dropped passes in that game, including two of them that would have been touchdowns. They should have won that game like 56 to five. Like they were they were just that dominant. But uh, Mike Evans dropped a, an easy touchdown. Chris Godwin dropped an easy Huge gain, probable touchdown. You can't count on that all the time. Now, Baker, Baker's accuracy down the field kind of comes and goes. But when he's dialed in, he's a problem. He's He is one of those guys that loves to play on that edge. And I thought the Lions did a very good job defensively of taking that away from him in the first matchup. But uh, one of the things that I, I mentioned, and I mentioned it on social media last night and, and also in our, in our uh, podcast Patreon channel was, the Buccaneers are really good at dictating the terms of how the game is played. And that's not something that Philadelphia does that well. And it's something that the Lions need to do. They're much better. They did it against the Rams. And I thought I, one of the things I thought Sean McVay made a colossal error in giving the Lions the ball first because that allowed the Lions to set the tempo for the entire game. I think that's a, that's a massive mistake for any opponent playing Detroit. You want the ball first. You do not want Ben Johnson to get that script going where he doesn't have to worry about whether they're behind or not. That That's a massive coaching error on Sean McVay's part. I don't think Todd Bowles is going to make that error. And I, I think that they're very good at disrupting defensively what you want to do offensively. And you've got to be able to be able to counter that. And I have a lot of faith in Jared Goff. He's seeing the field so well right now. He's got... Total command of his weapons. But Levante David, man, that guy's good. Vita Vea, that guy's good. They can bring pressure off the edge with a bunch of different dudes. Antoine Winfield is the best safety in the NFL. They're good stopping the middle of the field. That's where the Lions like to attack. So it, it, this is not an easy matchup. There, there, there aren't any bad teams left. I, I think I think the, this weekend did a pretty good job of sorting out you know the wheat from the chaff on that. And I... Uh, the 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 bucket the lions i expect the lions to win and i believe that they're the better team but you cannot overlook what those buccaneers team can do cuz they're, they're dangerous i think lions need to establish that run if they can pound the football against tampa it will set up the play action and i think the lions will be fine this is going to be a, another tight game as i predicted 2017 lions over the rams but if the lions can run the football like they set that tone and i agree with you early in the Rams game, and McVay did make a mistake on that, and also in the last minute of the second quarter, having three timeouts, and Stafford was killing the Lions deep, and he didn't throw any deep throws. They, they went into a shell they, for whatever reason. He didn't. They were getting the ball to start the second half, and I think he thought I, yeah, we're going to go right down I, I and score, that, but, right? But if you don't trust your, if you don't trust Matthew Stafford as your quarterback in that, and what, the Lions, what are you doing? Cam Sutton. Sutton, Sutton wow. needs to understand he cannot sit on the short routes. He's a good tackler. Let him make the catch and go tackle him. Don't let those guys run past you. And he, and he bites on that short route. He does all the every time. time, every time. And some of that's the fact that he's a slot guy playing outside. And that's you know the, the Lions. Unfortunately, their their three best cornerbacks are all slot corners. And, and CJ didn't play, play well, but he hasn't. He's coming back from the injury. He's, the game reps. He's always been a guy who's going to to risk the risk the the safety. You know, embracing the word safety in his role to try and make a play. And that's sometimes he will make those plays, sometimes he's going to give those up. That's life with CJ Gardner Johnson. That's who he is. The Lions know that. The I'm 
very frustrated that Kirby Joseph and Ifiatu Malifon who do not turn and run backwards well at all. When they go into cover one, and they're going to have to do it against against Tampa Bay too, you cannot be late leaving your mark in the middle of the field. And we saw that consistently with all three safeties in Detroit. It's rough. Jeff Risden in studio hanging out talking Lions and Bucks. You have an NFL question. Add Huge Show on Twitter. The Huge Show on Facebook. Opt in on that Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Best vacations are RV vacations. Let's go somewhere. The Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show at DeVos Place is back. It's the biggest RV show in the state with the best RV deals. See over 300 RVs, luxurious motorhomes, fifth wheels, travel trailers, and ultralights. RV accessories and services, hundreds of camping destinations, Alaska RV and seminars, and more. That's January 18th through 21, DeVos Place. Buy your tickets at GrandRapidsRVShow.com. He would share with a reminder that the biggest RV show in the state of Michigan happens this weekend, Thursday through Sunday at DeVos Place. It's the annual Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show. Now, if you want to see RVs, they have over 300 on display. Also, family-friendly travel trailers and campers and more. So if you're looking for the ultimate RV experience this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, it's the Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show. Get more details at GrandRapidsRVShow.com. Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top, Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the Sharp Dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show, wrapping up another hour with Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Facebook, Twitter. Also, Jeff is one of the co-hosts on the world-famous Detroit Lions podcast. You can see and hear on YouTube. We'll have more with Rizzy talking Lions and the Bucks in round two. 
of the NFL playoffs Sunday, 3 o'clock, Ford Field, downtown Detroit. How would you like to win a pair of tickets to go to that game? Lowest price tickets are like 1500 bucks each and going up every hour. Well, Marty Board and the Michigan Sports Network are giving you a chance to enter to win a pair of tickets. All you have to do is text PLAYOFF to 21000. Text PLAYOFF to 21000 and you'll be in the drawing coming up on Friday, 5.50 p.m. on the HUGE show. We'll announce the winner of two tickets to see Tampa at Detroit in the NFL playoffs on Sunday, courtesy of Marty Boer and the Michigan Sports Network. So just text PLAYOFF to 21000, and don't worry, well, hey, it's going to be Friday. How am I going to get the tickets? Your tickets will be emailed to you. Enter right now. Text PLAYOFF to 21000. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on a Tuesday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network in studio, talking round two of NFL playoff football involving your Detroit Lions. Sunday at 3, they'll take on Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers at Ford Field. If you want a shot at winning a pair of tickets, just text PLAYOFF to 21000. You have to be 18 and up. You'll then go into the drawing Friday at 5.50 p.m. on the HUGE show. Text PLAYOFF to 21000. That is a Tough ticket. I, I've never had more people ask me, friends, family, blind messages from listeners that I don't interact with on a regular basis. The demand for tickets for the Lions, as we mentioned last hour, Rizzi, is just unprecedented. It's amazing. It's unreal, and it, it's deserved. And it's so cool that we're getting another home game. Thank you, to the Green Bay Packers for their win in Dallas. And thank you, Green Bay, for what you did to our Thanksgiving. Because I was at the Hammer and Hank Hayes Ranch with their extended family, awesome family, like 30 people, kids, grandkids, all that. And and when we left, it was like we found out everybody we knew died in a jet crash across the street. 
Yeah. Well, we might get a shot at payback because uh, I tell you what, I, I kind of like the Packers to win in San I do not. Because they're playing with house money. There's no pressure on Exactly. Them. I don't like teams getting buys in the playoffs either. That's not where you want to be, especially when you rest your guys in week 18. Some of those starters in, in San Francisco haven't played in three weeks. They got to go out there and play the Packers. That, that's not going to be easy for them. And the Packers are on a roll. Packer, Packers are playing really smart football. How about Jordan He's Love? Playing. They looked dead in the water after the first. I tell month. you what, like he, he wasn't going to be the replacement. There's no way they never should have got rid of Rodgers. And this dude and his receiving core and the coaching of Lafleur and his staff. You can say what you want to. But coaching still matters in the National Football League. Oh, absolutely. You you contrast the difference between what what you saw from Green Bay and what you saw from Dallas, where they're pointing fingers at each other in the first quarter, and they're they're not doing things that got them their success. Like, yeah, um, it's frustrating as a Lions fan to watch the Packers succeed, but at the same time, like we're we're pretty good too. Like we're. We won this division for a reason this year, and we're going to be the favorites going into next year to, to win another division title. And we got, again, we got a shot at winning this weekend and next weekend. And then once you get to the Super Bowl, all anything can happen in the Super Bowl. We've seen that before. There, Are you talking Lions in the Super Bowl? I, Are you I, talking Super Bowl, Rizzi? It, it's possible. Vegas? That would be unreal. Just the Just state unreal. of Michigan takeover, Lions Nation takeover. You yeah. know how many people go out there even not have a ticket and Absolute, watch it? Absolutely. Watch it at the at the casinos? I'd say what, it's, it's a fun experience being out there as a fan, even in a neutral environment. Uh, I, what, the, 20, the year that the Lions drafted Ziggy Ansah, went out there for the NFL draft with my brother and uh, some, some friends, and... Uh, just having everybody there, like that's a wonderful gathering place for fans. Think so, about this with this season. Whew. If the Lions get to the Super Bowl and you just mentioned the draft, which in April is in downtown in Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> wow. And we'll go through the Lions home and away schedule. Dates won't be set till end of April, early May uh, after the draft. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow him on Facebook, Twitter at Jeff R-I-S. D-O-N, Detroit Lions podcast. Look for that on YouTube. Jeff is one of the regular contributors there. Uh, we're breaking down the Lions, and we're so happy they won, and it's euphoric, and they hung on, and they did not have a great second half offensively against the Rams. What do you like about this team that could get them to Vegas in the Super Bowl, and what still concerns you, even though they're sitting as a 13-5 and football team Going into the Bucks playoff game Sunday, you know, I think I think their ability to to score from an, any number of ways, like you can you can have golf finding Laporta, you can have the the beautiful design for the the Jameer Gibbs touchdown run. Uh, that that's Ben Johnson at his finest right there. That that was beautiful to watch. All the Rams, you know, just sucked in by the, by all the action that's going on, and I think their execution, their attention to detail. In offensive execution makes them very difficult to defend, even if you've got a good defense. And when Jared Goff is playing with confidence and seeing the field the way he is, and he's done pretty good at that lately, they're they're really hard to top or, or stop because they can win with the run, they can win with the pass, they can throw over the top if they have to. They don't like to do that, but they can. They can throw those crossers. They, they're they so good with so many different weapons and ways that they can attack you. 
it keeps the defenses off balance. And one, one, honestly, one of the things that really concerns me about Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay is really good at, at, at stopping that. They're, they're good at, at with their blitzing and their pressures that they bring at taking away the aggressiveness from an offense. And that that's actually my biggest worry about this game. But yeah, the, and like another thing that doesn't get talked about enough, the special teams, Jack Fox helps win that game. That punt. That yes. that that 61, yes. I think it was 61 yard punt. He flipped the field. That gave the defense so much room for error and they needed it. And I thought I thought that was a fantastic decision. I, by the way, Michael Badgley making that field goal. First off, that's that that's Dan Campbell playing for the field goal, which he doesn't normally do. And I think uh, you know the 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 little swing pass to Sam Laporta that set that up. That's a play to get your kicker onto the field and try that field goal. The fact that he had faith in Badgley to do that is something different. If Riley Patterson was still the kicker on this on this team, they would not have tried that field goal because he cannot make that kick. Yeah, I, th- I thought that kick, and I agree with you. I think it was was it sixty sixty one whatever it was with Fox and the punt. I said they needed a sixty yarder. I'm and sitting the, there watching it with the buddies. I go, they need a massive change of field position here, and they got it. And they got it, and the they cut- hung on. They didn't hang on. They did what they needed to to win, and that's what. Good on the verge of great teams do. They play to in win. In the second half. They play to win. At they, the end, that pass to yeah. St. Brown was playing to win. Absolutely. Up until that point, I was concerned they were trying to hold on to win. Right. And the, you can see the difference in, in the mindset from that. I think you saw it yesterday with, with Philadelphia and Buffalo. When or I'm sorry, with, with Pittsburgh and Buffalo. When Pittsburgh started to, like it felt like they were making a little bit of a comeback, Buffalo turned it up again. And some of that was was facilitated by Pittsburgh for getting out of tackle, but they they understood that they needed to shift in. We got to go win this game. We can't just like hold on to win. Let's go bury it. And I think that the Lions do a pretty good job with that, and that that's encouraging. Uh, Buffalo's been playing with the mentality of they weren't even a playoff team ten games into the season, and every week they're playing like it's their last week. It should be Baltimore, Buffalo, and the AOC championship sure and, feels that way yeah, and we we talked about what the lions need to do against tampa and you got green bay at san francisco i'm looking at the final eight i'm digging this there is a game though that sticks out to me in this run by tampa that concerns me on december 17th what they did at green bay when they dominated the packers 34 uh, 20 they dominated jacksonville the next week 30 to 12 they lost at New Orleans, and then they beat Carolina 9-0 on the road in the end. Cold, kind of wet game. Yeah, that, that game, uh, a lot of a lot of Lions fans were pointing to that as, as like, a, a, oh, they only beat Carolina. That game was miserable. Right, it was cold. Miserable. But the Green Bay game on the road in the cold, what they did with how well Green Bay was playing. And at that time, when Green Bay got beat, you're thinking they're done and not making the playoffs, right? I want to say that was the last time they lost. Yeah. They, they, they have played very well. Uh, and one of the things that, that Tampa Bay does, they're physical on the lines. And, uh, like, they may not be all that good on their offensive line, but they are. Well, Tristan Wirfs is great at right tackle. Um, he's not Panay, but he's in that next tier below Panay. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, he plays the left side. Luke Gadecki from Central Michigan. Good starter, good player. Um, that doesn't stand out, but he's better than what the Rams had. Uh, and they are going to go and they bring it to you. 
Now, they don't run the ball well at all. Some of that's their running backs. Um, Rashad White, I'm not worried about him, um, especially with the Lions run defense and the way that they play. But they they will get after you, and they don't stop. They are a team that plays to the the last you know possible you know second of the whistle, and those those teams they're dangerous, man. Well, look at Tampa this year. They've had a great season, and ten and eight record. I don't think reflects it uh, when you look at the start of the season. One at Minnesota, okay, nice win. Uh, at Buffalo earlier this year, only lost. Uh, 24-18, again, on the road. Uh, you look at how strong they at Green Bay. Some of these games, Lions beat them in Tampa, you remember, uh, 20. 20-6. Yeah, 20-6, to six, and that was after the Lions, or after Tampa, uh, had a bye week. So it's a playoffs. It's it's all, it's yeah. the special teams. It's hitting the field goal, the punt, which they needed. It's making a play, which the Lions did at the end to ice it, uh, hitting St. Brown, not having the turnovers that create easy points for Tampa. We can go down that checklist for big play cliches, but it really fits. The home field advantage, though, this to me. That stadium was rocking. And the turf. And again, they played well. Like I said, they won at Minnesota indoors. They they can play indoor-outdoor football. But the, the home field advantage for those that will be blessed to have tickets. As Hammer and Hank Hayes wrote me, Bill, as a young boy, I dreamed of watching a playoff game one day in Detroit. Maybe that dream will come true. I wrote Hank back and said, I don't have any tickets. Stop begging. I got a show to do. So I, I, this, is, this is to get to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Oh, and, my Lord. And come again, on. there's a chance that that could be in Detroit. That, too. That's for Detroit to get to the final four of the NFL. Yeah. And the, Sunday is at home, and that crowd will be. A, what, what do you think that crowd does? Uh, play calls, obviously. The Rams talked about it. You know, hearing yourself. I mean, they had to burn two timeouts in that game that they needed at which, the end of the game, which were huge. That was a massive closing it out. Right, the, the fans absolutely made a difference in that game. Just from that standpoint, aside from the fact you saw the the Lions run a lot of motion on offense, and that requires communication amongst your defense. Like you got to be. Okay, who's going out here? Like, and, and you need that verbal. Like, you can do it non-verbally with the hands and the signals and everything. It's a lot easier when you can hear, "Hey, I got one." You know, that's a, like, and they can't do that because the fans are rocking. You know, we haven't talked about Montgomery and how good he is between the tackles and how strong he is to break a tackle. How patient he is on hitting the hole. All these things that Swift and Jamal Williams weren't. And now when you Look at Gibbs, and not just rookie running back. He's as good as any running back in the league right now. He's he's got that instant acceleration. That it, it's fun to watch, and he's he doesn't always catch the ball, but when he does catch the ball, he's gone. Like you, you you're not going to get that guy out in space, and that he's. I don't know if there's a running back in the league that has that second gear. That Gibbs has. Yeah, and he can get there so quick, too. That That's what makes it special. It reminds me a lot um, when in the pre-draft. So pre-draft comps, you know, when you're trying to p- compare a player to somebody else, they can be tricky. I, I compared him to Eric Metcalf from the Browns back in Texas Old back school. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I feel really good about that one. <laughs> yeah, because he's quicker than – he's not the Alvin Kamara light 
Yeah, uh, that some people yeah, said uh, he's, he's much faster than Kamara. He's faster than he's faster than Austin Eckler, who was another common yeah. comparison for him. He, he's a lot faster top end than those guys are. Kamara's nifty. I think Kamara's probably got better feet, but I mean, you, you're you're picking nits with with Gibbs there. Gibbs is. He's playing such good football. Yeah, him and Montgomery and that O-line, we can't say enough about it. And they were dissecting it on Sunday Night Football in America during the playoff game against the Rams. They are just, you know, in Glasgow, you know, the for the analytics out there, yeah. uh, just what they're doing. One of the things that stood out to me. It's awesome to watch. Aaron Donald is is arguably the best defensive player in the football. For the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. He got... One solo tackle, and he touched Jared Goff twice. Neither one of them was for a sack. That's Frank Ragnow. That's Graham Glasgow. He primarily lined up against those guys. Now, Kobe Turner, he did get a sack and and did get into the backfield a lot. Uh, Jonah Jackson didn't have a good game. But the fact that the Lions were able to shut down Aaron Donald in a playoff game like that, that's a testament to, to Ragnow, to Glasgow, to... Offensive line coach Hank Fraley, who for my money is the best assistant coach in the in the game. They they when you can do that, and they're going to need to do it against a Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay they can they got some guys, man. Kalaja Kansi, that guy, he's a good rookie. Vita Vea, he's a problem. They the Lions' offensive line. It's hard to be a bad offense when you've got a, a good offensive line, and the fact that they have so many skill position players, it just makes them that much better. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Twitter, Facebook. You can follow Rizzy on Twitter at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N, part of the USA Today Network. Also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. Search for that on YouTube. If you have a Lions question, you can join us at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Yeah, if I look back at that game, you got to give Stafford a lot of credit. How quick he got rid of the ball, how close the Lions were. If that was, I'll just say Mayfield for a second. They would have had five, six sacks that Stafford got rid of the ball and had receivers like Nakua and Cup to make those catches. Uh, he was just you know, side-arming around pressure. The no-look. Oh, twice. <laughs> that was beautiful. It really well, was. He, you know, it was that first quarter between Goff and Stafford was like Ali Frazier in a heavyweight bout, living up to the height. Absolutely, hype, wasn't man. It? it was a duel. First it was quarter great. and a half. Yeah. It really extended there yeah. where you look at their first half stats, and I'm thinking, this game is going to be 52-47, and I don't know if that fits the Lions, but if Goff keeps playing the way he's playing, they'll be okay. Yeah, first six drives of the games all, all ended in points. Lions got three touchdowns. The Rams got two touchdowns and a field goal. And, uh, and then that, you get adjustments, and then you get as the clock starts to tick, coaches just want to get a W and get out of there. And like we said, then we pointed out on a couple things for McVeigh and also for Campbell and uh, Johnson. And, you know, as my friends say, what can they do to stop the deep throws? Well, it's the bend but not break. As much as you want to rip that secondary, when it got inside the red zone, they came up with three stops. That is the difference in the game and, and why the Lions are still playing. And Bill, why can't why were they good in the red zone? Why couldn't the Rams work in the in the red zone? Because the threat of the deep ball's gone. That's, no over the top. Right. If you don't give up the big play, you want to get that team you want to and Tampa Bay's the same way. Now now Baker Mayfield, uh, he has his faults. I will say this from covering him in Cleveland. 
he throws the best end zone fade pattern in the NFL. He's great at it, and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin can go get mm-hmm. it. Kate Otten can good. go get it too. They're, 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 that, that's a good football team coming in. Yeah, white out of the backfield too. But, but their game is predicated on hitting the deep throw. We saw it in the first game. He couldn't connect and at all. What's the Lions' weakness? That, that, they, they have got to keep sending that safety blitz, that yes, corner they blitz. They have to do that. All It works 90% of the time. Now, Stafford got rid of it a couple of times when it looked like they were going to get to him, but you got to give credit to Stafford. He's still that top-shelf NFL QB. Yeah, and he he knows he knows how to go into self preservation mode. Um, he did he hit his hand on on Ali McNeil's helmet. How about that play in? when he was knocked out? I saw his eyes roll on that replay. I can't believe they didn't at least check him longer than what they did. And I was surprised he came back because he was holding his arm. I thought he had fallen on the shoulder or collarbone. He got like, stepped on. Like, like remember back in the day when he when he won the game. And I said, I, I go, nobody comes out of the blue tent. Nobody comes back for the blue tent. Here's Stafford coming out of the blue tent. I'm like, don't you dare. I don't want the NFL mic'd up where he's like, I can't feel my arm. They're going to have to amputate it afterwards. I'm going to throw with my left hand. And he's going to throw a touchdown with his left hand to win it. Don't we, do it to me, Stafford. We... we how about his whiny comment that he's happy for the players and then say happy for the I, city so, of Detroit? But why, by the way, one thing I point out yesterday, Rizzy. Yeah. Uh, this all about just Detroit. No. Uh, the entire state supports the Lions. And yes. I'm tired of just hearing city of Detroit. I am I am flat I, out sick of just hearing city of Detroit. I, I agree with that. I'll say this about any comments that are made right after you lose a, a playoff They're game. emotional. Exactly. Uh, he's not going to... That's I I they and, booed him the whole game. Right. Is he supposed to say, "Hey, thanks for booing me"? Exactly. My kids loved hearing Daddy going boo. What was it yeah. Halloween? Yeah. Now, now uh, Corey Woods asked the question. I like Corey a lot. I think he's very good at his job. I think that wasn't the right spot to ask that question or to expect an answer. I, I think asking the question is okay. Getting any answer out of that is fine. I I personally would have been like Mike Tomlin when they asked him about his contract. He just walked. Great. I I freaking love Mike Tomlin. How does how does that team make the? Did you like? They're not getting rid of him with the, the way they made the playoffs. That team's not good. They're not good at all, and they never lose. They what is it? Seventeen if years they, in a row. If they didn't have his intensity, they're they're sub five hundred. Like oh, that that's a last five years. That's a last place team most years this decade for sure. He, and his intensity keeps it going. He, he keeps and that that's one of the reasons why I like Dan Campbell because I think. Dan Campbell has that same sort of connection with the players. Like one of the things, if you watch the Pittsburgh Steelers at all, those players will die for Mike Tomlin. Not every coach gets that. I think Dan Campbell gets that. Did you? I think they re-rolled. I, I believe it was from last summer because you can see the stand set up at Allen Park, where at a break after the morning practice, and maybe they're doing film at night. Campbell, you can see he's sweating bullets. Yeah. It's summer. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is last summer or whether it was. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And he goes, you yeah, know. I was there. <laughs> he goes, and I think he's talking about hitting. And the yeah. guys are tired, right? I'm, and he goes, but he said something with, the, with passion, emotion, and almost started tearing up where he says, I'm doing all this for all of you. Right. I'm just trust me on this. Yeah, he's like, I promise you, we're not just doing this to do it. There's a there's a method to our madness. I know you're tired. I know it's been you know uh, yeah. a long day, whatever. But there's a method here. You trust me. I love all each and every one of you. I'm doing this for you. And he yep. said it in a way of not pleading, but hear me out, and we we can get there. Yeah. 
And here they are. They are. They are here. And uh, the mission's not over. And I loved his message after the game. We talked about this yesterday. The fact that he said, that was great. We got more to do. Like, we're not done And how about the only two game balls to Holmes and to Goff, which really signifies he knows Holmes made that trade. Yeah. What Goff has lived through up until, up until that game, until you heard the crowd chanting Jared Goff, there still were people saying, oh, I'm going to wear my Stafford jersey. And Stafford's better than up until the game. And and what that game was, Rizzy, and we discussed it last week, that's exercising. Yeah. And I mean an exorcist. Yes. uh, Off the demons of the past. And the Stafford era is is behind golf and this team and the fan base in the rearview mirror because Matt Stafford never won a playoff game in Detroit. That's Didn't right. even have a home playoff game. That's right. I and can, I don't I don't question the dude. He looked great in the game. He he got a Super Bowl ring. It worked out for the Rams. It worked out for Stafford. And even his wife said, uh, go get one. Is that it, it's behind everybody now. There's no more family feud. Yeah, I th- I think the whole episode of all that, that it's done. And I'm happy that it's done. Everything's done. Everything's yeah. done on the Stafford Golf thing. Golf yeah. has established himself as the best quarterback in the history of the Detroit Lions. And and staff and the Rams got what they wanted out of it. They got a they title. got a Super Bowl. They got a Super and Bowl. And we staff. got golf. And golf now, I would think, and we'll talk about this in our next segment. With that win, with what he did, with the pass behind him, I think you're going to see that extension, that rework contract, and golf will be the Lions quarterback for the next four or five years. Right? You're you. That's certainly what his agent his agent put out a statement last week um, where it's talking about, you know, until you have that long-term extension, you're never really sure if the team, like, that. that's negotiating in public. I, I don't like that. But no, Goff took do. care of what he needed to do. He did. He, and, and if he wins Sunday this night. weekend, I think that solidifies the fact that, okay, if he asks for... Well, if he wins and they're in the championship game, that is the perfect week to announce the extension. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to do it until a, after the season's over. But uh, he certainly, for anybody who thought that they were, you know, maybe going to kick him to the curb if they lost a playoff game, nah. nah. He's going to get what fifty-five million, probably, right? Yeah. The, what I'm what I'm concerned with, I'm not concerned with that. That's the wrong way to say it. What I'm interested in with the extension is how long it is and how much is guaranteed. Uh, is it going to be three years almost fully guaranteed, or is it going to be five years but only 60% of it's guaranteed? So you see in a couple of years, all of a sudden, if he hits a wall. And you right. got Hooker there as your backup. Exactly. And and Hooker, by the way, was drafted to be the backup. Um, the, the fact that he was injured this year is the only reason why they went out and got Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, uh, I, I loved Hooker in the draft process. I think he's great at what Ben Johnson wants his quarterback to do. He's, he's he needs some work. Um, reading the entire field of the defense is something he's got to work on, but that's not that unusual. Um, there's a whole lot of quarterbacks that have come into the league only having to read half the field or you know read one count to two on your reads on a play and then get rid of it or run. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did that. Uh, Josh Allen did that. Tua Tagovailoa did that. Like there's some good quarterbacks out there that, that came from that not specific scheme, but that sort of you know, one, two, go type thing, which, which is what Hooker played at, at Tennessee. I, I I like Hooker a lot, but, man, you, you're not replacing Jared Goff. No, that's not, you, you can't do it. They're investing in Goff. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think with what he did Sunday night with the Stafford line in the sand behind everybody, 
they're going to do a, a deal. And whether it's the end of the season, which I agree it probably would be, and you celebrate a great year, and people know golf is sticking around. The draft is in Detroit. You got stability. And, and he's They're going to be picking low in the draft, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. But it's it's obvious. You, and like you said, do you guarantee him 100 and Seventy million over three years, and the last two are option years, or he has an option. Exactly, that's what you're looking at. And you're taking care of him for three years, and he's you know getting all this guaranteed money, right? Yeah, yeah because uh, again, we talked about this before. Kirk Cousins shifted that power to the quarterbacks. Like it's better to sign more short contracts than one long one, and most people have figured that out by now. Um, and golf is well right now in age. He's 29. Gosh, so you that 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 to me is a I'll say this right now. He's 29. That is a minimum four-year deal at 55 per that I would guarantee right now. That's higher than I'd go. but I, or four I, at, I, I wouldn't surprise me if he 50, got that. Four at 50. What's first rule of sales? You don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> 200 mil. I, I get by 200 mil. I, I do it. It's easy to get by 50 mil a year. I do. I just got to cut corners around the holidays, but I find a way to... I'll get through it. Uh, ben Johnson, before we get to a yeah. break, Superfly Hayes is giving me that look like, you guys could go to break? Are you going to go break? Hey, you know what? It's Lions playoff week, Superfly. Your dad texted me again for free tickets. Uh, it's a borderline stalking situation. Because uh, I, I do a sports show. All of a sudden, I have a Ticketmaster outlet in my rear. Boom. There's a ticket. Ticket. Oh, you want to go see Michigan, Ohio State? Hold on. Chick-chick. Ticket. That's what that smell is. Yeah, thank you. It is. You mentioned with Ohio State, it is smelly. <laughs> I appreciate that, Rizzy. They, they, Make your dad very they, happy. They got, they got some stink problems no, down they there. They sure do. They have a coaching problem down there. Yeah, uh, night and day. Oh, excuse me, with Coach Day. Uh, ben Johnson, speaking of coaches, yeah. I don't think Aaron Glenn seems like a hot prospect to grab one of those open NFL jobs. Johnson's we'll name has popped up. I still look at him... Like J.J. McCarthy, which we'll talk about via yeah. draft wire later. But is Ben Johnson gone when the Lions' season is over? I think the, the place to watch is Washington because an old – a guy who shares his mindset in Adam Peters is their new GM there. And I, they've never worked together, but I know they know each other. They might have a common thread in representation or some something – a lot of people that cover the Washington Commanders think that Ben Johnson is going to be their next coach. Like, a lot more than what we saw from Carolina last year, and we've we've learned since. Well, Peters came from, what, San Francisco? Yeah, we, we learned since. So the, you're going to look at the Kyle Shanahan, the young guys. Exactly. You're yeah, going to look exactly. at LaFleur, the O'Connells, this guard. They want that creative, young, smart, Offensive innovative mind. guy. Yes, 100%. Offensive so I, that that's the one to watch. I don't think he's in play many – like he's going to get interviewed because they're drafting a quarterback, aren't they? Right. I think they have to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Aaron Glenn, he's going to be like number two on a lot of lists. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, I, I think I do think he'll be back in Detroit next year. Um, so I, do I. I. I will say though, Dan Campbell put the hard sell on it, and everything Dan Campbell said about Aaron Glenn and his potential to be a head coach was spot on. I do think that Aaron Glenn will be a better head coach than he is defensive coordinator someday. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be this year. Or it could be if, if there's a lot of jobs open where all of a sudden somebody can't find somebody and they and kind that, of revisit. And that Aaron does Glenn, happen. Right? That, that That's how. Uh, that's what if Harbaugh stays? And, and Harbaugh is a bit. What if there's not a fit for Belichick, right? I, I have a hard time thinking that Bill Belichick's going to coach somewhere else. Who, who would. It has to be a crazy. Like, I if the Giants, 
bailed on somebody and Belichick's in New York. I Atlanta doesn't seem like the right fit. Atlanta Atlanta's interesting because if they, they get, do have some good young if talent. If they get though. the quarterback right, they can be really good cuz like Detroit, their lines are good. Like they've got pass rush, they've got a great offensive line, they've got talent on the outside, they got a John Robinson, Tyler Algier, that's a good running back. They get a quarterback and a head coach that knows what's going on. That team is the best team in the South, but they haven't been. <laughs> It'll be interesting when this carousel. Well, they they can't hire coaches, is it, till after the Super Bowl? or the? They can hire them now. They just can't hire employed coaches. Employed coaches. Yeah, so uh, assistants Glenn, or anything. Glenn right. and Johnson are going to be doing interviews Friday after practice and Saturday morning. Right, yeah. And then, they they're, then they're off limits for the rest of right, the hiring cycle. New England wasn't a playoff team. Right. And they, they yeah. hired Mayo after Belichick. Uh, Jeff Risden in studio, Lions Wire. Uh, he'll bump into the microphone just, anytime. The microphone. He had a, a talk about Belichick. He said, "Yeah, I got a, I got a Belichick comment for you. I'm going to headbutt the microphone." Uh, at Jeff R I S D O N on Twitter. Follow Lions Wire Draft Wire on Facebook, Twitter, all the social networks online. You have a Lions question at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word huge at 21,000. Speaking of texting, if you're 18 and up, spread the word. You have a few days to enter this contest. How would you like a pair of tickets to watch the Lions and the Bucks on Sunday inside Ford Field, courtesy of Marty Boer and the Michigan Sports Network? Just text PLAYOFF to 21000 and you will be in the drawing Friday at 5.50 p.m. on The Huge Show for two tickets to see Tampa and the Lions Sunday in Detroit. Text PLAYOFF to 21000. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Tracy, over to you for weather. The sun must be shining, Dave, because the 7 for 7 sale is back at Meyer. Mix or match hundreds of items like Din and Greek yogurt, Meyer frozen steamable vegetables, and Kraft macaroni and cheese. Pick any 7 for just $7. There's a strong chance of saving with the same quality Meyer deals in-store or online. Back to you, Dave. Sounds great, Tracy. Deals so good. You've just got to talk about them. Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. The same show, the soulful bad boy of R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-step in good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. 
They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We're talking Lions, Bucks all week long. Round two of the NFL playoffs Sunday at three in Detroit. If you want a shot at winning a pair of tickets, courtesy of Marty Boer and the Michigan Sports Network, just text PLAYOFF to 21000. 18 and up, spread the word to family, friends, coworkers. Text PLAYOFF to 21000. And that winner will be announced Friday at 5.50 p.m. on The Huge Show. And don't worry, uh, you'll get your tickets via email. The e-tickets, two tickets, you're inside Ford Field for the second playoff game. And the Lions are two wins away from going to the Super Bowl, three wins away from being world champions. Yeah. Wow. Three-game win streak. That's it. But more than likely... It's beating Tampa, Green Bay, or San Francisco, or Baltimore, Buffalo. So that's still a, that's a challenging <laughs> road, right? But we're talking just, just the thought of of the fact that they're still in this is pretty darn. Oh, cool. just just being able looking at the calendar, seeing we're we're headed towards the third week of January, and we're talking Lions and you know, playoff football. It's everything. So this time of year, normally, of. normally I'm in draft mode, and I'm getting ready to go to the Senior Bowl, and I had to. Ha- uh, my my co-host on the podcast, Chris and I, Detroit go, Lions podcast. We go yeah. we go every year, and we're like we're flying in the Sunday morning of Championship Weekend. I'm like, are we gonna have to change our flight? Like, wh- are we are we gonna get screwed out of this? Like, we're, 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 the fact that we have to like I've this will be my 15th year going to Mobile. I've never had to divert for for playoff purposes before. <laughs> it's it's kind of fun that I have to consider these things. Yeah, well, um, and we'll be covering uh, the draft with you as well. Draft is in uh, Detroit this year. The NFL draft, Senior Bowl, Combine, all those things oh, yeah. happening that sets up the draft. Uh, Michigan has had a laundry list of guys expected to leave. J.J. was one of those 50-50 guys, but he's off to the NFL. I've seen some mock drafts have him top 10. Other mock drafts put him in the second round, Jeff. Draft yeah. wire. Part of the USA Today Network. Where do you have J.J. McCarthy right now? I think he's going to wind up going in the first round. Is he going to be the fourth quarterback or the sixth quarterback? I think is is the range where he's in. You know, Caleb Williams, um, uh, uh, Jalen, Jaden Daniels, and uh, Drake May will be the first three quarterbacks. Will J.J. be next? Will Bo Nix be in there? Will Michael Penix Jr.? I, I don't think he's going to be that drafted to that high. Um, he's a great college player. I'm not sure that it's all the injuries are so fourth me, QB puts you in the top 15 the top yeah top 10 to top 15 somewhere in there um I think that's it's tough though because and I 
J.J. McCarthy, to me, is very intriguing, and he does a lot of things well, but is there, like... I, I struggle to think like what is one thing that like he does better than somebody else like now he might be like the way um, Matt Ryan was or Matt Schaub was where like he's pretty good at a lot of things and that's good enough to get you to a certain point like I look at Caleb Williams I'm like man he's f- spectacular but if you ask him to like operate a three step drop in a timing route he he physically can't do it like. <laughs> I think he's a poor man. I think a lot of people feel he's the next Mahomes. I don't see that. I, do I? I, I? I think he's. I think he's a more athletic Baker Mayfield. You know. You know what teams did, and I watch a lot of those late games. You know, with USC on the West Coast, they started uh, blitzing him to force him to throw on the run. And there's only so many magic man passes you yeah. can make. I, and I know yeah. Mahomes the, the, the continues thing, to do it. The but thing I, you got to watch with Caleb Williams is. Is, is he doing that because he plays for Lincoln Riley and all Lincoln Riley quarterback? Kyler Murray did that. Baker Mayfield did that. Other guys went back before but that. But they see those that. two quarterbacks are starting in the NFL right, right now. Right. And, right. But can that can you coach that out of him? Because you've they've never really done that with Kyler. They've Kevin Stefanski sort of did it with Baker Mayfield before they just started to hate each other. Like there's a lot of technical refinement that needs to go on with Caleb Williams before he's good. You don't have to do that with, with J.J. McCarthy. You just need him to get more reps and more seasoning because I think that's what he lacks more than anything else. He, he's he's going to be he's going to be a polarizing one um, in the draft community. You're going to see a lot of people that do what I do who hate him who are going to be like, oh, I don't, I don't want anything to do with him. You're also going to see some of us. And I Almost a Jordan Love type, right? Where yeah. he, he's going to need uh, the seasoning, yeah. go prove it. I, I look at Harbaugh, who interviewed with the Chargers on Monday, and I see the Raiders there picking 13, and that seems like the perfect spot for Brady, a minority owner with the Raiders in Vegas. Harbaugh's their head coach. They don't have a quarterback. They, they know they could use O'Connell if needed. But JJ could come right in as a rookie, get seasoned. Problem is, you got a team that loves Pierce, and even Crosby said, "I I want out if Pierce doesn't get the job." But then Pierce interviews with Tennessee, which made me think, well, if you're interviewing with another team, you're not a lock for the Raiders job. Yeah, the the Raiders are a mess, and that's poor ownership. We've dealt with that in Detroit. We know what that's all about. I I would be. I wonder a lot what's going on. I think if char- if the Chargers want Harbaugh, he'll go there if they really want him and if he really wants to go. And if not, it's Vegas? Who knows with Vegas? There's such a gamble, no pun intended. <laughs> Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both of them on Twitter, Facebook, online, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N. Uh, good stuff. Uh, we'll talk later in the week. I'll get your prediction on the game. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, Jeff Risden in studio on the huge radio network. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Best vacations are RV vacations. Let's go somewhere. The Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show at DeVos Place is back. It's the biggest RV show in the state with the best RV deals. See over 300 RVs, luxurious motorhomes, fifth wheels, travel trailers, and ultralights. RV accessories and services. 
hundreds of camping destinations, Alaska RVing seminars, and more. That's January 18th through 21, Duvos Place. Buy your tickets at GrandRapidsRVShow.com. He would share with a reminder that the biggest RV show in the state of Michigan happens this weekend, Thursday through Sunday at DeVos Place. It's the annual Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show. Now, if you want to see RVs, they have over 300 on display. Also, family-friendly travel trailers and campers and more. So if you're looking for the ultimate RV experience this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, it's the Grand Rapids Camper Travel and RV Show. Get more details at GrandRapidsRVShow.com. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500, or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth? consistently refreshing and consistently light you might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable Michelob ultra the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories it's only worth it if you enjoy it enjoy responsibly anheuser-busch Michelob ultra light beer st louis missouri roast umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from central american farmers and roasted in grand rapids And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back wrapping up our number two on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Check out the new food district. More options to eat now at Soren Eagle. Some great food. Find out more at SorenEagleCasino.com. Also, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, hour, full show, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. 
Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Tuesday statewide broadcast, the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show across the state, 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Also, each and every week on Tuesdays, presented by Dorn Mayhew, we talk hoops with former Michigan head coach John Beeline, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office, joins us every week. How you doing, Josh? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, I thought what was really cool, and you guys, you're an ultra marketer following in the footsteps of a legend in Tom Rosenbach, the former managing partner. But you have a Dorn Mayhew dog sled team that came over the four blocks uh, to our flagship station, 96-1 the game here uh, in borderline tundra, Alaska, in Grand Rapids. Very nice touch. Yeah, did you like that? Yeah, yeah that I mean, nice. and John Beeline is back in Michigan. He loves the tundra, can't get away. Who wants sunshine and beaches and golf courses? Why not come back to Michigan, right, John? That's right. That is right. It's beautiful this time of year up here. Well, you're doing the Big Ten Networks on the weekends. You still have connections to the state. You have connections down in Florida. Uh, You're going to the Big Ten Network studios there in the Chicagoland uh, metro area. How's that TV journey been uh, starting here earlier in the month? It's good. It's allowed me to, after two years, really four years being more, involved in the NBA to really dive back into college basketball. It's, you know, it's, it, I'm there for six to eight hours um, on Saturdays and Sundays. And that's all we do is watch games and talk about games and look at stats. So it's been, it's been good. I have a I'm get much, getting a much better feel for the big 10 so that I can uh, talk more about it with you on this great show. First, we got to touch on uh, the lions, Josh, and then, the coaches team, the Bills also in the uh, final eight in the NFL, but uh, the Lions win. Man, what'd you take from it? What a win. What Man. I took from it is that team, the team has grit. They keep saying that, they're using that motto, but the team is tough. They've got tough players, tough coaching. Uh, everybody was fired up. The fans, I think that place was going crazy from everything I could see from, from watching it at home. What a fun game to see. And we spoiled Stafford's return back to Detroit. So I, I loved it. I, it's, it's an exciting time to be a Lions fan. And Coach Beeline, again, growing, you know, the upstate New York roots, uh, lifelong Bills fan. Is that correct, Coach? Yeah, and I went to a, I actually went to a game in what I think the first year was 1960. I think I was seven years old. And I believe that the crowd was so small that my dad said to my brother and I, let's go down in the field. And we sort of, we stood up on the benches behind the Bills' benches and watched from there. It was the first year of the American Football League. So, yeah, I've been, I've been through I've been a lifelong fan with a lot of heartbreak. So I'm hoping this is our year. Man, uh, that's a great story. Back in the day, just walk on the field, hang out on the bench. <laughs> walk on the field. You've already had, you, you know, you've already lived the mojo years, but I think John Beeline had juice at an early age where he just walked up at seven and said, do you know who I am? I get on, I, I get on the field. I don't sit in the stands with the regular people. That's awesome. Yeah, NFL playoffs are the best. Even if you know the Lions weren't in it, I'm still watching it. Bills have resurrected their season. Uh, you get the Lions, Josh. We're watching them. They get Tampa on Sunday. 
uh, Bills get that uh, epic, uh, I guess, is it how many now, trilogy uh, with uh, the Chiefs. And I just love NFL playoff football. How about the Lions and the Bills? And then Coach Beeline will get us on the sidelines. Josh, isn't that good? <laughs> In Vegas. We'll do the show. We'll do the show from Vegas. Yeah, we're, we're already making some plans. And I, I think the easiest way, because Vegas is going to be crazy, is that the Michigan Sports Network, Marty Boer, they have the RV. We'll get somebody to drive it out there and stop and do shows along the way and then get to Vegas and do some shows because it's going to be easier. It's going to be a zoo. If, if the Lions Nation is in Vegas and the Lions are in the Super Bowl. I don't think the world of sports, I know the Cubs coach winning the World Series was big, but I think the Lions being in a Super Bowl in a place like Vegas could be beyond words on how many Lions fans will make that pilgrimage. It will look like a religious cult getting out to Nevada. Hey, wait a minute. Time out. I guarantee there won't be more than Bill's Mafia. The Bills Mafia is incredible, and, uh, and I think it's much louder, much bigger than the Lions because they've had some practice at doing it. You know, that's the the Lions fans haven't been to many playoffs. The Bills Mafia, despite not winning a Super Bowl, we've been out there, and they'll be there in attendance. Yeah, you're right. The Bills Mafia they really grew as a fan base by learning to jump off their trucks onto uh, cardboard tables. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> That's a good group there. <laughs> Coach, have you done one of those Bills Mafia uh, dies off the top no, of an RV I've or a truck? The leaf. No, I, no okay. I have not. And just, I will not be. I, I, I didn't think you'd be that guy. You're more of the, you, you'll tailgate, you'll have fun, you'll eat a burger, you know, you'll, you'll drink a cold one. But I don't see John going, you know what? I'm going to get entered into the Mafia. I'm standing on this RV. Here's a card table that we used when I was a kid, and I'm going to do a belly flop on the table. That's not John Beeline. Not, not going to happen, no. No, no. no. I, I see some of those people, and I'm like, okay, I, come on. Lions fans are cool. You're right, Lions. I, I forgot about the Bills Mafia, too, in Vegas. Do you see how, how many Bills fans were in Miami for that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. just crazy. They're an amazing, amazing group. Josh, how many fans do you think from the state of Michigan around the country would go to Vegas if the Lions are in the Super Bowl? Gosh, I have. I just don't even have a gauge on what that yeah, would be. Is it, is it a couple hundred thousand? Exactly. I, I It wouldn't shock Bill's me. Bill's Mafia would be like a couple hundred thousand. It, that's why I'm me. saying the rooms, the how crazy it would be. I'm going to be at the old person's RV park uh, in my <laughs> RV. <laughs> That's where I'm going to be. Where I, I went to Vegas. Yeah, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. All right, let's move on, talk some hoops here. Coach Beeline joins us each and every week. Presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. Our world headquarters are in Troy on the east side of the state. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office. Uh, Wolverines coach uh, surprised me with a victory over a team fighting for an NCAA bracketology spot in the big dance, Ohio State. Uh, they look good at home on Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, I'm not, I am not surprised at all with Michigan's win over Ohio State. They, you know, If you look at the quality wins that they have, and they don't have a lot of them, but you know they blew out St. John's in, in Mass Square Garden. They won easily at Iowa. Not, not too many people are going to go win at Iowa, let alone easily win there. There's talent. It's just been a tough year with the, the coaching changes throughout the year. 
And I think what we saw yesterday a little bit is more who they are. They got a tough schedule coming up. They got Illinois at home. Then they got to go to Purdue, and then they got Iowa back again. So they, these next two games, they have opportunities to get back, you know, with their name being at least mentioned. Not bubble, not bubble yet, but they beat Illinois is beatable as Maryland showed the other day. At Purdue is going to be really hard, but they can if they do it. People are going to say, "Oh, Michigan's back." So who knows what's going to happen? But that was a good that was a good start yesterday. Uh, Josh, your thoughts on the Michigan win over Ohio State? I did not see that one coming. I I remember seeing the line was like Ohio State minus four, and I'm like, oh my lord, they're going to win this game by fifteen or twenty. And Michigan did blow a big lead again, but then fought back in the second half and closed out the W. Yeah, that was a good Ohio State team. I was just looking at their their totals on the year, but a twelve win team coming in. Fab Five was sitting on the bench. For me, that was kind of cool because as a kid coming up, watching them play, it was really nice to see them all on the bench there uh, for the sideline of that game. I, I liked that. It, it meant something to me as a as a fan growing up. But they looked good. And as Coach mentioned, Illinois is very beatable. Uh, I watched their game against Michigan State, um, and that was at Illinois. I think if Michigan could get a big win here against Illinois, heading into num- against uh, a top team in Purdue, I'd – Again, they could be back. They almost the have to beat Illinois and Purdue, they, Josh, to to get back into the NCAA tournament conversation. I think in so. my mind, they have to win both of those games, which is asking a lot. Would you agree, Coach? Yeah, I think. Well, I think that either one of them would be good, but then they're going to have to, you know, stack up some wins in a row after that too, and beat the teams that are. You know they're like them. They're sort of middling teams at this point in the season. One year, one year, and it was my fourth year at Michigan, and I, we were, we were the drums were beating to get rid of Beeline at that time. We started out one and six in the Big Ten, and we went up and beat Michigan State at Michigan State, and never looked back. We ended up making the tournament that year, winning a first round game. Things can happen. Teams get healthy, or they. They have a they have a win or two somewhere like that win at Michigan State that year just gave us confidence to win going forward. So Michigan needs one of those, and then stack up wins after that like we did that year. Coach John Beeline joins us each and every week on Tuesdays talking hoops, presented by Dorn Mayhew, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder. Dorn Mayhew, GR office, also joins us. Coach Josh mentioned the Fab Five in attendance yesterday. I know. Uh, you, your staff, Michigan Athletics, they tried forever to kind of get everybody together, and it was good finally to see uh, the Fab Five uh, together, a little bit older, not as baggy shorts as the past, but uh, they were there in attendance yesterday. Take me through uh, your path with trying to get the Fab Five together and those connections when you were at Michigan. You know what, Bill? I tried to get all our alums back together, all our former players in football, we had a cohesiveness of coaches that, you know, you, you went you went from Bo to Gary Moeller to Lloyd Carr, and those three, those football teams were very connected. You look at basketball, with the exception of Dave Strack, every head coach left under some type of duress, got fired, et cetera. And there, there's a lack of connection there. That's all I tried to do during my 12 years there was – Every everybody is welcome. You know, you're a Michigan Wolverine. We love having you back, and, and didn't focus on one group over another. That it was huge for us to just do that. We made big strides in that area, 
and uh, and I felt I felt I I felt that our alums, basketball alums, were much, felt much more connected to the university during our tenure than they had been before that because we, we were purposeful in doing it, and there was a different it was a different vibe because we were having some success and tough to get guys to come back when their coach was fired guys transferred out that's a tough that's a tougher thing we were able to get that done uh, josh you mentioned the fab five and you know grew up watching them they they changed uh, the game they were a part of it you know with unlv and the running rebels and tark and the shark and yeah but the fab five you know in their state of michigan connections and beyond the state lines uh, that was an era wasn't it Definitely was an era. They changed it. They changed the game, and they were fun to watch. It was exciting, exciting time for, for me as a kid in college basketball and Michigan uh, University. It was a very fun time, and uh, it was just, it was just nice to see them sitting there courtside together um, at a Michigan game, rooting on their their friend as the coach, and that meant something to me as a fan growing up. That was that was good to see. You know, one thing about the state of Michigan that we've been blessed, no matter how old you are. Well, whatever age you are listening right now, we've had some incredible basketball teams from Magic and Special K and Judd. You'd had Izzo and his national championship team. You've had old school bad boys, new school bad boys. You could go Johnny Orr, old school Michigan. You could roll it through, you know, Seattle and Ramil Robinson and Fisher. Uh, John, what he did uh, was amazing at Michigan. Uh, you, you you take all these storylines connected to hoops and all the great players at the high school level that have come out of this state. You know, John, the state of Michigan, I, I know we, we were excited about the Lions and Michigan football, but between the high schools, colleges, and even the Pistons history, that we're one of the better basketball states in the country. No, without question. During the, I know during that that 10 years, the last 15 years, let's say, you know, I think Michigan and Michigan State have gone. Uh, there was a 10-year span where Michigan and Michigan State had gone to five Final Fours over a 10-year period, the two of us. So you, there's not a, there wasn't another state in the country. Not Duke and North Carolina during that time didn't go to five Final Fours. And I, I, I just think we were under – appreciated for what was happening at Michigan and Michigan State. And, of course, the Pistons run uh, back uh, before the rebuild began. Um, it was an amazing run of playoff success. So, yes, it is a great basketball state, and it, it always has been. And so it's, uh, it's something that I think we all – it's close to us, so maybe people don't appreciate it as much as – if you were in different states and, and you didn't have the success these teams have had. I mean, speaking of success, uh, Izzo, uh, second half against Rutgers, their latest game, they got it together. Uh, defense led to offense. Uh, they woke up again, long holiday break. I'm not making excuses, but uh, they look like a tournament team the way they played in the last 20 minutes. And then it ended, Coach, with Stephen Izzo getting the unbelievable three-point play in uh, the emotion of the team and even Izzo afterwards right. and even the day afterwards. I know you've been there with sons, with kids uh, yeah. that have played for you. Uh, that that supersedes anything, any contract, any trophy, uh, to share those moments with your kids. Yeah, I mean, Michigan, I, if you watch me on the Big Ten Network, and I think I even said there, Michigan fans, Michigan State fans, do not overreact. 
they have lo- they lost uh, to Illinois at Illinois, Northwestern to no- at Northwestern, and Nebraska at North at Nebraska. There might be one more team. Maybe Wisconsin is going to win at some of those places. Nobody's winning at those places. Michigan State started off with a really tough schedule, and they won some, they lost some. This is their time that they'll get back where the schedule evens out a bit for them. As far as Steve Izzo playing, playing, you know, I got to coach my own son. Now, he was the sixth man on our team at West Virginia and had a lot of playing time, but I'm telling you, the emotions that you have coaching your own son is one thing. But I have also had the situations where we had a walk-on, non-related walk-on, get a big bucket in a game. There was there was one at West Virginia. Member John Curran hit this hit a buzzer beater against Syracuse to end a half when I put him in at the end of the half. And I I still mean this. I said John, I could die today from a heart attack, and that was one of my happiest moments in coaching is to watch you score a basket in that fashion. And and so there's you get so close with your not and you know you, the non-stars because they're the scout team. They sacrifice so much. You love them so much. And when they have any success, like Stephen had the other day, it's special. And now it's your son doing that. It, it was I got emotional just watching that wonderful moment for Tom, his family, and Michigan State. Josh, I know we've talked before. You're coaching your kids in youth basketball. It's not the same thing, but it is in a way to you. These memories you guys will have. Uh, forever. Uh, Izzo loves his family, loves his son, loves his team. Uh, Spartans found that energy in the second half against Rutgers. Uh, They're on a tough journey, just like Michigan is. It's interesting to watch both these teams are going all over the place. Uh, But I think, you know, in trusting Izzo and the passion and love, I heard him on his statewide weekly show last night that even with a, a tough season in place, you know, they're not on any bracketology like Michigan isn't on any bracketology right now. Still a lot of basketball where they could play their way into the tournament. Uh, but your thoughts on that win over Rutgers and also the Steven Izzo connection? Yeah, I think the the win over Rutgers was a nice win at home. Um, they're heading into the, the thick of the Big Ten schedule here. Um, and I think, to your comment, they're, they're not phased by this, uh, Bill, because they've been there before. They've been there before where they're kind of off the radar and the closer you get to March, the the more W's that keep coming in. They they certainly have the talent to get there. And I, I think that this is a, a comfortable position. They've been there before. And it wouldn't shock me if if, if they really uh, stack up a lot of wins here between now and, and the tournament time. So, All right, fellas. Well, that was a quick 20 minutes. Uh, Coach Beeline, thank you so much. Always good uh, to hear your voice. Uh, we'll talk next week, my man, okay? All right, thank you very much. I said another guy I thought it was a good week for the Pistons, for Michigan, Michigan State. Let's have another good week. Yeah, amen. Uh, John Beeline, check it in uh, from Ann Arbor. Uh, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office, one of the world's top accounting CPA business firms, world headquarters over in Troy. Solid job on air. We'll talk next week. Thanks. From Detroit to Petoskey. This show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout.
It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, it's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. A challenging week ahead to be sure for Michigan State's basketball team, but the Spartans finally are back in the win column after starting 1-4 and four in Big Ten play for the first time in Tom Izzo's 28-year history as the Spartans head coach. It wasn't always pretty, but an 18-point win over Rutgers sends Michigan State to 2-4 and four in a home game Thursday night against Minnesota, a team that it looks to be much better than it played a year ago. And then it's a game Sunday at noon at Maryland. And Maryland's a team that is coming off a 9-point win at Illinois, the same Illinois team that beat Michigan State a few nights earlier by three points. These are two big games, and for the Spartans, they clearly want to win and move up in the standings. Huge here for the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Exciting news. On Monday, the new food district opened up. The old buffet area now features four incredible eateries, including Guy Fieri's Chicken Guy, Bubba Coo's Burritos, Ike's Love and Sandwiches, and Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen. Four eateries. The food district is now open at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Enjoy that food. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go check in with Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit. He's a Lions NFL insider joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And Jeremy, we've had conversations over the last 18 months or so And this has been building a machine, a work in progress. And here we are, the reality after the Rams win, over the Rams, that the Lions are three wins away from being world champions. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. I mean, we've had these conversations all week and then, you know, I don't think either of us really believed Super Bowl was necessarily in it this year, but we, we were, we've had some pretty lofty hopes for this team throughout the, the season. You know, we've, we've had NFC championship thoughts. We've had, um, you know, we it, temporarily looked like maybe the one seed was in play for this team for a while. And so um, it's, it's truly amazing and um, uncharted territory here where we've entered a, a place where all these preseason, all these mid season hopes and expectations are, are being met week after week after week. And so now the Lions find themselves in the divisional round as six and a half point favorites um, meaning they, you know, they are favored by almost a full touchdown to make their second NFC Championship game ever. And you think about it, it, the reality of this began with what the Lions did to Aaron Rodgers in his final game in a Green Bay Packers uniform on Sunday Night Football in America, knowing that they had already missed out on the playoffs, but the Packers still had a shot. It was after that game yeah. that I think when I talk about building that built the belief inside that franchise, the coaches, the players, fan base, those like us who cover this team, that this could be a special year. And it is. And and I think more than anything, that game taught me that this team will be motivated and locked in and focused for any sort of game going in the future. Like they're never going to overlook opponent that they're never going to, um, you know, think they, they have a game in the bag. They're never like, they are going to be locked in and give you their best every single week. And it was funny. I, I saw some Rams fans um, a couple weeks ago after the, the Cowboys game, they're like, Oh, 
The Lions are all focused on getting revenge on the Cowboys. They're going to overlook the Rams in the first round. And I'm like, you do not know Dan Campbell. You do not know this team. They are going to get up for every single game, whether a divisional round, uh, you know, ticket is on the line or kicking out your divisional opponent of the playoffs is on the line. Um, it's it, it's truly amazing how locked in this, this team is week to week, and that's going to give them a fighting chance if they're overmatched. It's going to give them a fighting chance if they're they're injured, or it's going to lead them to victory if they're a team that should win the football game. You know, the trigger for building this machine and why golf versus Stafford had so much significance leading up to it through the game and after the game on Sunday night, that it was about the shocking trade of Stafford to the Rams and Goff coming in and the fans didn't believe in Goff and he was just going to be around for a year and he'll be gone. And then the old 10 and one start and everybody piling on and Lions fans, some of them uh, supporting Stafford and Detroit Rams gear was actually being sold in Detroit yet, yet, Holmes, Campbell, and even Sheila Hamp, they never wavered. And then you get into yeah. that next year and hard knocks and the expectations are sky high with the finish. And they don't they don't do it. And they don't get it done. And then this year it's Kansas City and the hype, and they do get it done. And it felt like they won a playoff game uh, to start this season. It has been about that trigger deal and building this machine. That that trade not only worked out with Goff beating Stafford on Sunday night, but with the picks in return and the impact of rookies like Laporta and Gibbs and JMO and acquisitions uh, that Holmes has made and how they've been coached up and developed with Campbell and his staff. It is that true work of art in building this Lions machine. Yeah, no, that trade is obviously the the genesis of everything that, that came after, and I don't want to minimize what Dan Campbell has done or, or what Brad Holmes has done, but they were given a lot of tools to, to turn this around and they deserve a ton of credit. Like you said, to just throw their full support behind Jared Goff, never treat him like that bridge quarterback that you, you were talking about. Um, they, they, they knew that he was a, a mentally tough player. And, and I mean, I, I can't give Goff enough credit just for how he's persisted mentally. Right. I don't know if there's any quarterback ever who has been traded so unceremoniously for, I mean, a couple first round picks. That's what they thought of this guy is that they were willing to trade a couple first round picks and more just to upgrade the quarterback position by, they thought a lot and maybe it is a lot. Maybe it isn't um, for, for someone to go through that, to, for it to be a pretty ugly divorce. Like obviously him and McVay had stuff going on for him to come back, endure that Oh, 10 and one start. And then a one and six start the next year to endure all of that and then come back and, you know, play at a really, really, you know, a top 10 quarterback level and, and now lead this team to, to something that they haven't done in 30 years. And, you know, everything else is ahead of them. They could do stuff that they've never done in franchise history still this season. And so um, I, I give a ton of credit just for Jared Goff being mentally strong, being confident in his own abilities and working hard to learn a new system, to learn new parts of the game that Sean McVay never taught him. Uh, and just become the best version of himself. He said it multiple times this season. He's the best quarterback he's ever been because he's learning stuff like calling out protections. He's learning stuff like pre-snap reads um, that, you know, Sean McVay was basically telling him all that stuff in his ear um, during his time in L.A. So uh, I give a ton of credit to to Jared Goff. Obviously, everyone else, 
you mentioned, you know, Dan Campbell, Sheila Hamp, and, and Brad Holmes deserve a ton of credit too for building a really, really solid team around him that, that can help Jared Goff do what he does best. But um, I, I really think Jared Goff should get a lot of flowers in particular for, for what he's gone through over the past three years. You could almost feel the relief in his voice after that game and even in the Monday when talking uh, to the media. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit Lions, NFL insider. Follow Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit team. Twitter, online, Facebook, all the social networks. Uh, so we get to this matchup now. You mentioned six-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are playing good football and have some really quality wins this year on the road, especially what they did to Green Bay on December 17th. Uh, how do you like this matchup? Are the Lions a prohibitive favorite for a reason, or do you have any concerns? They're, they're a good football team. I know, you know, you finish nine and eight, you, you barely get by in, in maybe one of the worst divisions in, in football. But, um, you know, if you look at some of their individual talent, if you look at some of the matchups, I think it could provide a bit of a challenge. We all know how tough the Lions have had a go of defending number one receivers. And the, I, the Bucks have two or three or four really good receivers and Baker Mayfield's playing kind of well. And so, yeah, that, I would say that's a strength of this Bucks team, and that's going up against the big weakness of the Lions. And so we, we've seen this team struggle to, to maybe beat teams that they should have more handled, like Minnesota, right? Both of those games seemed a little bit closer than they needed to be, considering they were facing a backup quarterback, a beat-up Vikings team in terms of injuries. But because their secondary has had so much issues defending outside receivers, I, I feel like that could keep this one very close again this week. And then the, the other thing is, that front seven of their defense is, is very talented. You got Vita Vey, you got Kalijah Kansi, the rookie who's starting to come on a little bit. You've got a really good set of outside linebackers and inside linebackers. Um, so the Lions are going to have a tough time running the ball, and we know that's what they want to do the most. So obviously, when when they played them last, um, you know what it was week six or whatever, um, they they couldn't run the ball. And, and yes, they were missing Jameer Gibbs. They were missing, I think, Jonah Jackson and, and Dave Montgomery goes out of that game in the second quarter, but he was having a tough time that day and the Lions had to abandon the run completely. And I think that might be something that they have to do again. Goff threw it, I think, 44 times in that game, but he was very successful. And I think he could be very successful again in this game. So it could be another kind of shootout like we saw on, on Sunday night where both these teams decide to air it out because I don't know if either team is going to find a lot of success on the ground. And so the Lions are going to have to win another shootout. And we've seen them win some shootouts. We've seen them lose some shootouts. But um, they're certainly capable, I would say, of, of beating this team. And they're probably the more talented team. But I think it's going to be close. I know Baker Mayfield threw some great balls, and they had a lot of drops, two deep drops that looked like yeah. touchdowns. I worry about the ability of Tampa's receivers to go deep in the backside of that Lions defense. That's why keep that safety corner blitz coming. Uh, Stafford uh, gets rid of the ball so fast that yeah. you know a normal QB, and I, I don't think Mayfield has the release he has. He winds up a little bit more. There could have been five, six sacks. Sunday night. So I hope the Lions do that because when they try and play straight up football with that secondary is when they just get picked apart. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. That's really been how they've kind of winning these, these ball games, despite, you know, giving up 350 passing yards seemingly every week is they get these disruptive plays. They get these sacks, they get these tipped balls, they get these interceptions. Um, they get off the field. Um, it's not all the time. Um, they're giving way too many, big plays up, but they're stout in the red zone in particular, obviously last week. And if you get enough disruptive plays, you'll end possessions. And with as good as the Lions offense is all you probably need is 
three, maybe four defensive stops, and you probably win this ballgame. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions NFL insider. Follow Pride of Detroit, Facebook, Twitter, online. Jeremy Reisman is R-E-I-S-M-A-N, right, on Twitter? R-E-I-S. All right, and, and what do you – you have a little uh, – give, give your Twitter handle again before I let you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit on Lion. Yeah, not Jeremy Reisman, Detroit on yeah. Lion. That's okay. an easy one. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and you go add Detroit on Lion. You got Reisman. You can follow the Lions. Uh, before I let you go, uh, your final score prediction, Sunday, 3 o'clock, the kick, Tampa in Detroit. Oh, man. It's early in the week, uh, but I, I'll throw one out there kind of recklessly, and, and I, I feel I, I have the, the right to completely change my mind. But I do think this is going to be of a, of a shootout variety, uh, as I mentioned. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I think the Lions probably edge them out in the end. So I will say 34-30 to 30 Lions. 34-30. Jeremy, always appreciate your time here on the Huled Show across Michigan. Oh, of course. No problem. All right, Jeremy Reisman checking in on this Tuesday broadcast. By the way, uh, Tuesdays are presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And they're celebrating the opening yesterday of the food district. Used to be where the buffet was inside the casino. They have some unbelievable new eateries for them. Guy Fieri's Chicken Guy now part of the food district at Soren Eagle. Bubba Coo's Burritos. Ike's Love and Sandwiches. And Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen. Those four eateries now make up the food district. Uh, which was the old buffet area at Soren Eagle with Ruth Chris's Steakhouse. They're offering up uh, the best food uh, at any destination in Michigan. Check out the new food district at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. January in Michigan means two things. One, you are wondering if those holiday leftovers are still edible or if they're a biohazard. Two, the roads are getting slippery. You are on your own with the leftovers, but the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police has a very simple solution for road conditions. Slow down. No matter how good of a driver you think you are, it can take up to ten times longer to stop your car on slippery roads. Please, Drive slow on ice and snow. Huge here for the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Exciting news. On Monday, the new food district opened up. The old buffet area now features four incredible eateries, including Guy Fieri's Chicken Guy, Bubba Coo's Burritos, Ike's Love and Sandwiches, and Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen. Four eateries. The food district is now open at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Enjoy that food. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. 
On the huge show across Michigan. Final segment during hour number three. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. One of our Michigan insiders is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And Clayton, uh, what's the latest on the Jim Harbaugh contract situation at Michigan? And what are you hearing about other possible interviews beyond the Chargers that he did yesterday? Yeah, nothing's popped up in terms of um, other interviews. So far, it's not to say that there couldn't be. It's not to say that there could be. There couldn't be some other teams that end up having an opening. I mean, people are talking about after uh, Philadelphia last night, you know, losing that they could make a change at some point. So things don't always, you know, they're not always so cut and dry. So I will still keep an eye on other teams. But to me, from what NFL guys are reporting, uh, it seems like the Chargers, you know, are, are pretty uh, strong in their desire for Jim Harbaugh, and it almost feels like he would he's interviewing them as much as they're interviewing him in terms of, you know, what the assistant coaching staff would look like, you know, they're building new facilities out there, what he would want done with that. Um, so I think it would take, you know, Jim Harbaugh getting uh, a lot of, you know, control and, and uh, power out there in Los Angeles for him to go on the Michigan standpoint. You know, I think it seems like financially Michigan's giving him what he wants. He would be one of the highest paid coaches in the country, the highest paid coach in the big 10, but as Yahoo Sports' uh, Dan Wetzel reported today, there is kind of a sticking point with the uh, termination language in his contract that they do have a couple ongoing NCAA situations, and he would want protection from Michigan that he would still have a job should there be some sort of harsh punishment or sanction uh, that comes down on him from the NCAA. Um, you know, and I think Michigan would be wise to, to grant that. The, also, the other interesting detail is that um, the, even if he signed it, it sounds like they're trying to his side's trying to push for the start date of the contract to be February 15th, which lines up with right around when the end of the NFL hiring cycle would get wrapped up. So that signals to me huge that he wants to understand all the options that are out there for him before he makes a final decision, uh, which is kind of no different than than what it felt like he did a year ago when he did meet with the Broncos, but then decided to come back to Michigan. So I think. You know, he's going to see what's out there. He's going to get the best deal he possibly can from Michigan and then make a choice. It sounds simple, but it's just hard to predict exactly what that decision is going to be. And I think the language that you mentioned, and Ballas talked about it yesterday, that, you know, if the NCAA, which has been on a witch hunt along with the Big Ten for Harbaugh, if you're going to fire me or suspend me, uh, I want to get paid. I'm not going to walk in and sign a deal where I could be shown the door If I look the other way on NFL jobs, I truly believe if there's an NFL solid offer from a team he wants to go to, he's gone. You agree or disagree? I mean, I I agree to an extent, Um, you know, and I think the Chargers would be attractive. And you and I have talked about them as a possible landing spot for a while now because of the quarterback they have in Justin Herbert. You know, obviously it's been reported that Jim Harbaugh has been pretty high on him. He obviously knew him as a recruit and he has that advantage right now coming from college, knowing a lot of these guys understanding uh, maybe a leg up in scouting there from his personal standpoint as a head coach, if he does go to the NFL, but I think that would be an attractive one. Um, You know, if others pop up that he likes and he feels like uh, he would have enough control, whether that's personnel, whether that's just other decisions within the organization, 
then I think he would go there. And he, he's even told a couple of recruits that, that he would never leave for another college job, but that the NFL, if there's a situation that is too good to pass up, he would consider it. And I think that's what is potentially going on right now. You have to have the conversations like he did with Los Angeles to find out exactly what those possibilities are. So, I mean, I, I would say if he gets you know, what he's looking for from an NFL team, he probably would take it. Um, you know, but at the same time, nothing would totally surprise me because this is a really unpredictable individual we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about Jim Harbaugh, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. Team coverage on everything connected uh, to Michigan athletics at the Wolverine.com. Clayton, appreciate the update, my man. Thanks so much. All right, Clayton Safey checking in from Ann Arbor with the latest on the Harbaugh contract situation. Yeah, he's not going to sign a contract where they could fire him with what the NCAA the Big Ten, and what the school has already done with the self-imposed three-game suspension. We'll see, man. But the way this contract talk happens today after he interviewed yesterday, and you go back to the Minnesota timeline or even Denver, like Clayton said from last year in Minnesota a couple years ago, we'll see how it plays out. I, I, I still think with the right NFL offer, uh, he's gone. Uh, before we wrap up the show, I did want to share a message I got from Jay Wake, and this is interesting, connected to Stafford. You know, I called him a weasel yesterday for not giving the fans love, right? And Jay Wake sent me a, a note on Twitter. Hey, huge, big fan. Every day I pick my boys up from school at 315, listen on 100.9, the Mint out of Bay City, Saginaw, Midland. And my boys make me recap your first 15 minutes of the show. I couldn't agree more about Stafford being a weasel. Hated Detroit Rams BS, but all that changed for me a couple of weeks ago. Little backstory. Uh, I grew up with Missy, but met Noah my freshman year at Michigan Lutheran Seminary. He was my quarterback. I was his right tackle, best friends. My high school sweetheart and future wife grew up with Noah in Detroit, Lansing area, and both their dads are pastors and friends. Noah and Missy became High school sweethearts. Noah, too, became a pastor and was called to serve in the L.A. area. They have three children. Well, the unimaginable happened towards the end of 2022. Their youngest, Phineas, was diagnosed with cancer and after seven months, mostly spent in hospitals, was called home on June 15th, 2023. The Wednesday before Christmas, Noah and Missy got a knock on the door in Los Angeles. It was Matt and Kelly Stafford. They brought a U-Haul truck full of presents for Noah, and Missy, and the kids. Matt played catch with the baseball and football with the kids. After they left, Kelly reached back out and invited the family to join them in their suite for that Thursday game against the Saints. I'm not saying he's not a weasel, but what the Stafford family did for my friend's family will never be forgotten by me. I love him as a man and will now forever be his biggest fan as a good person. As far as I know, the Staffords have never gone public with this story, nor has Noah and Missy. Mm. I'm never attack Stafford for the person he is. No, I've never done that. It was all business and football. But when I read a story like that and you see 
and read another side of somebody, that's when you develop a respect, such as Jay Wake said. He hated the Rams BS, thought he was a weasel in his comments, but he goes back to what's at the core with Matt Stafford and what him and his wife did for that pastor. Grief is ongoing forever, and the Staffords reached out and did what they could. That is phenomenal. Perfect way to end this Tuesday broadcast. Big. Bad. Huge.